Shout your name. 
can run in. You can call on that name today and be saved. Hallelujah. Oh, glory.
sendere brando, hanele mandron to sondere brando romonda. Hanele brando romon, come on, sing in the spirit. Onga romon, brandele mandron, sondele mandron. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's because of who you are. It's because of who you are. Ora mandro celeriando ronto. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we glorify you, Lord, we magnify you, Jesus, you are alive, you are well, hallelujah, you are seated on the throne, and we make you known this morning. This morning as I was getting ready for service, and I don't mean getting ready in terms of praying and reading. After that, I was pulling my earrings out of my jewelry box and I kept hearing, take authority over headaches. And so I thought, well, I don't have a headache this morning. <laughs> you know, first you think about yourself. I don't have a headache this morning. Don't even feel like one's coming off. But I kept hearing headaches, headaches, headaches. And then it was like a dull, just for a moment, a dull ache in my head. And so I took authority over that at that moment. And I, I, I told the Lord, okay, I, you know, I'm assuming here, I'm going to make an assumption this is not for me. This is for someone else. And so I did take authority over it in, in, literally in my closet, in my jewelry closet. But I would like to pray with you this morning. If you have any type of, even if it's a headache that comes and goes and you've been putting up with it. You've been putting up with it. It's just coming and going and you've just been, you know, I know what I need to do to take authority over it. But, you know, it comes and then it goes and I'll take some Tylenol and I'll be fine. If you've been struggling with migraines and we say, oh, headaches, oh, you know, that's nothing. It's debilitating having headaches. I've had a few ocular migraines from being out in the sun, not drinking enough water. It's debilitating. And so it, nausea that comes with it. So if you've been struggling with any type of headache, I'd like to pray with you this morning. So I'll ask just as an act of your faith saying, okay, I'm coming up here. Just come up here and stand in front of me this morning. We're going to take authority over the blood vessels, the muscles, and the nerves, because this is, this is what's causing this. Now, we have a job to do with uh, food we eat, right? Food we eat, you know, things that cause headaches. Yeah, right up here. Come, come stand right here. Good, good, good. Come on. And so we can take authority over these things once and for all. We don't have to have them. Jesus on the cross had a crown of thorns placed on his temple. You talk about excruciating pain in the head. He took your headache for you. He took it on that cross. Right before he got to the cross. He took the pain that you have around this area for you. And so this morning we're going to take final authority over this. And we're going to declare no more headaches in Jesus' name. And here's the thing. When the enemy tries to put one on you, 
When he tries to put one on you, don't receive it. Here's what you don't do. Mm, my head is starting to hurt. Don't do that. Ooh, let me run for the Tylenol bottle. I know that'll just take care of it. No, just take your authority. Take it and say, no, 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 no. On September the 19th, right around 1026, right around 1030, we took our authority over this. And I'll not have it another day of my life. No more headaches. No more. In Jesus' name. See, because God stopped me in the middle of what I was doing, trying to pretty myself for church to put you in my heart. So there's a reason for it. He wants you free. He wants you free. Okay, so let's pray. Those of you in the congregation, you know what to do. Stretch your hands out. It's like you're standing right here with me. Don't cut out now and shut down now. It's like you're standing right here with me. I'm going to quickly pray, and you stand in agreement with us. Amen? When I lay my hands, you say, no more headache in Jesus' name. Amen? Ready? No more headache in the name of Jesus. No more. No more. Devil, no more. No more. No more. This mind is free. This brain is free in Jesus' name. And we're going to go there. I release creativity to you right now in the name of Jesus. Creative ability flows in and through this mind of Christ right now in Jesus' name. You got twofold, twofold. Ready, 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 ready? Say no more, no more headache in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No worry, no worry, no worry, no worry. Those cares that you're holding on to, the stress that causes headaches, we release that right now and we cast those cares of our family, those cares of our friends, those cares of our grades, we cast them over on Jesus from this day forward. No more, no more devils, no more in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Ready? No more, ready? No more headache in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You are free, you are loosed in Jesus' name. Freedom, 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 freedom from anything that would come against her, her mind, her brain in Jesus' name. We speak to blood vessels in Jesus' name. We speak to muscles and nerves right now in Jesus' name. Free, 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 free in every area of your life. Be free. Glory to God. Ready? Say it with me. No more. No more. No more. No more headaches in Jesus' name. And the stress and the worry and the care that causes it, you are free and you are loosed from it in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for freedom that we have in you today. In Jesus' name. Free. No more. No more. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on up. Uh, Mr. Uh, Gary. In the name of Jesus. You ready? <laughs> this is it right here. He's in agreement. He's in faith. In Jesus' name, we believe right now, no headache. Gone. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that his mind is at peace and rest. In Jesus' name. And anything that would try to bring up stress or worry, whatever it is causing it, we speak to you right now. Devil, 
the blood of Jesus is against you. And this is a child of the living God. No more. No more. No more. No more. In Jesus' name. <laughs> no more. No more. We speak to those blood vessels. We speak to every muscle, every nerve right now. In the name, name of Jesus, free. Free, free, free. In Jesus' name. Free, free, free. In Jesus' name. Free, free, free. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you believe and receive that for them? I believe that. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise him like it's your headache that went. Yes, Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Faith shouts even before it sees what it prayed for. That's why we may look a little cuckoo when we shout and praise God and you say, well, they just prayed. You didn't even have a headache when they prayed. You're praying for a headache not to come. Well, we can shout because we know the word of God is true. And when we pray in faith, we receive it before we even leave the room. Before we say amen, we know it's accomplished. Amen. Glory to God. 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 I like how we started praying. The, ser the service started uh, praying in tongues this morning. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. So just take a second. I know if you're new here, it's going to sound very strange to you. And I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I'm just going to say just stay in neutral with us. But just for a minute here, can you just raise your voice and just pray in tongues with me just for a moment. See, this is our heavenly language that we speak to the Father, directly to Him. Directly to Him. Our minds don't understand it. This brain doesn't understand it. But we tap into the Spirit when we do that. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. So, an individual, we've had some heaviness right here in this area. Now, I don't know if it's heaviness because of a breathing issue in the physical, or it's just a heaviness and a weight because of some worry or something that you have coming that has you just heavy, very heavy. If that's you this morning, I want you to come up here. I want to pray with you. Just, you're struggling this morning with heaviness. It could be breathing, whatever it is. If you're online, if that's you, come on. If that's you, if you're online, I want to pray with you. Let us know that it's you. Hallelujah. 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 We cast it over on the Lord this morning. We're giving it to him this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ondo Romose. Ingrenesi ando robosita. Endelebrando robostele rente. Gibrando robosici e gibrando. Romosi andeleli ambrendi gigrado brondo. Roci idema dorono cholombran de nece. Zidejan dorobo cosona. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. 
Ondorochi ilibrando in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Release, 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 release and rest. Release and rest, release and rest, release and rest. It's in his hands. Release and rest. Release and rest. Release and rest. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God, we cast it all on you. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for clarity. I thank you, Father God. <laughs> in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> and he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. And we can take rest in the fact that he knows. In the name of Jesus, release and rest. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Sometimes we rest on our own ability. And though we can say we're, we're resting in his ability, sometimes we just take a lot on for ourselves. And this creates an overwhelming feeling, overwhelming thoughts, overwhelming actions, overwhelming anxiousness. So we speak to that right now. And we put it in his hands. We cast all of the cares of it, whatever it is, on him. Because we know that he does care for us. And he can do it better than we can. I thank you, Father God, for the, the, the things that you have placed on the inside of her. That she'll tap into the things of the Spirit in a greater capacity, like never before. And it'll be easy, and it'll be light. <laughs> and the rest of the way won't be so hard. The rest of the way, you'll make the way. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God in every area of her life, every area of her life. In Jesus' name, we release and we rest in him. We release and we rest in him. In the name of Jesus, we speak to that heaviness right now. <laughs> Just receive the peace of God. Receive his rest. When we're weary, we can look to him. He said to come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My sister, I speak rest for you right now in the name of Jesus. God sees your heart. And he knows the ability that he's put on the inside of you though sometimes it gets to be heavy and hard. But the Spirit of God is alive and well on the inside of you. 
and he is sustaining you, upholding you every moment of your life. Father, I just ask that you show her, show her, reveal that to her, that you've got her. You've got her. You've got her. She's not doing this alone. She's not alone. She's got you, and you've got her. I thank you in the name of Jesus for peace, release, and rest. In Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. Glory to God. Just as you have strong shoulders, the inside is strong too because of the word that you're putting on the inside of you. Lean into the word. Keep pressing into the word. Even though the path sometimes seems hard. Which direction? What next? How do I get through this? How do I get past this? So many questions. And those questions can lead to heaviness. But every time you have a question, you know where to look. The Word of God. The Word of God has your answer. And so this morning, just release the care of anything that's coming up, that you know that you have coming up, that's got you stressed, kind of concerned, worried, whatever it is, because God is taking care of it for you. He's taking care of it for you. Rest and be assured that your Heavenly Father loves you, Donnie, and He cares about everything that your life entails. And He's got a plan for you, a good plan for you. Everything, my brother, is going to be all right. Everything, everything is going to be all right. Give it to Him and just keep trusting Him. You're on the right path. You're on the right path. No one said it was going to be easy, but my goodness, the reward ahead of you is wonderful so just keep it keep smiling keep keep walking keep walking with Jesus every day every day every day every day and you're gonna find lighter and lighter lighter and lighter release it to God give it to him everything's gonna be all right everything's gonna be all right he's got you glory to God glory to God glory to God those watching this morning your Father in Heaven's got you. He's got you. He loves you. No matter what it is that you're facing, you're not doing it alone. If you'll engage Him, He's right there for you. All you got to do is just look up and say, okay, we've got this that we're facing. Let's walk through it together. And He's there for you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Don't do it in your own strength. When we do it in our own strength, we get tired very easily very easily we give up we quit very easily but when we do it with him with him we're going to be all right everything is going to be all right glory to god we have a glorious testimony in our family with my brother-in-law if you were here on wednesday we asked for the church to come into agreement at that point he was having a hard time breathing he was exposed to COVID. Yeah, you can be seated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
he, uh, he was exposed to COVID a number of weeks ago, at least six weeks ago or so, and he was okay, you know, a little struggling, but uh, he started to really have breathing issues and vomiting and all that comes with it. And so he kind of blacked out, ended up in the hospital, and uh, he had a collapsed lung when he got to the hospital, broken ribs from all the coughing and hacking and all of that. And uh, now they're taking x-rays every day. They could not believe how quickly his body has responded to the treatment. And the doctor came in the other day and asked him if he wouldn't mind putting him in the Journal of Medicine because he is the only case they've had at that hospital that has survived what he went through. All glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. Glory to God. Because he has been asking for prayer over the course of the last now. I'm going to just tell you, he learned a great lesson in all this. A great lesson was learned. We have hospitals and doctors for a reason. Don't stay home. <laughs> Go get your physicals. Go get your annual checkups, please. Don't say, I'm walking by faith. And we go find out. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. There's wonderful doctors out there. God's putting it in the heart. We got one here. God's putting it in the heart of people to go to school, to learn. And we do what they tell us to do. At the same time, we exercise our faith. And so he learned a great lesson, ended up there not in a way you want to go, very expensive way to learn the lesson. But you know what? He's alive today and giving glory to God. Amen? And we give glory to God because prayer works. Amen? Glory to God. All right. Good morning, everybody, and hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for that wonderful testimony. <laughs> um, so yesterday was the second King Kingdom Couples event. And um, my husband and I were unable to attend, but if you were in attendance and you enjoyed, can you please give a big hand clap and thank you to Nisha and to Craig. So um, we're thankful to them for sharing and uh, for leading that ministry. Um, also want to remind you to sign up for the Christmas Carol at Providence Trinity Rep. And if you want to attend, it's on November 27th. The cost is $100 per person, which includes the bus ride, the ticket to the play, and the gratu gratuity. Um, you can invite your friends and your family who would like to fill the bus. Uh, the final payment is due by November 1st, and you can make either a one-time payment of $100, or you can make installments through PushPay um, or a giving envelope. Just designate it Christmas Carol so we know what it's going towards. Um, and on Saturday, October 23rd, from 8.30 to 2 p.m., we'll be hosting this year's John Maxwell Live to Lead Encore presentation, which was awesome. I went to the first one. I'm very excited. Um, all Impact Team leaders and those serving in any ministry team are encouraged to attend, and more information will be coming soon. You can always follow us on Facebook or on Instagram to stay um, uh, in touch with our most recent announcements. And now at this time, we're going to get ready to give. I have a crush on this guy. He's coming up. All right. Pastor Justin. He's kind of cute. <laughs> Morning, church. My name is Justin. I'm a youth pastor. I lead a ministry of uh, youth ministry. It's a lit youth ministry. It's the LIT. And um, since I'm receiving the offering right now, I'm just going to put it out there. If you feel led to so into that ministry, go right ahead. It will be a blessing to, to the ministry, and uh, will be appreciated. Uh, since we are getting ready to give, the ushers giving everybody their envelopes, 
nice, they're doing the work. Very good. Get you going. What a blessing it is to, to belong to a kingdom of God, isn't it? What a blessing. I mean, I'm over here. You, you might see me up here getting prayed on, you know what I mean? You see, hey, well, what's the you pastor going up there getting prayed for? He should have his things, his stuff together. But no, <laughs> that's not the case all of the time. You know what I mean? Life has its way to get on you. And like she, she said it, you know, sometimes we, we tend to put that on ourselves, to carry it on ourselves and to carry it by strength. And uh, that's when we run into trouble. But what a blessing it is to, be a, to belong to a kingdom of God, that we can go to God, that, can, that, that promised us in his word, that he carry all our burden, you know, that we can cast away all our burden to him. Yeah. And he's faithful to just take it and just ah, give us rest. Yeah. Amen. All it took today was me coming up here and get laid hands, uh, hands laid on. And then ah, sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes it takes that just to let, to let go. Amen? So in Genesis 8.22, it says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat, summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. This is the word of God telling us this. The scripture in Matthew 24.25 also tells us that heaven and earth shall not pass away, shall pass away, but his word will never pass away. You see, everything in this life that we see with our naked eye is a subject of, thing, of change. All right? Everything. But God in his word, God in his word has already, he, he says that I send my word out and it will go out and it will accomplish what I send out to do. And so that is a, the promise, that, that is a, a confidence that, that, that we have in the word of God. Like, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain forever. You know, there's a principle in the word of God. There's a principle there. Yeah. What I just read in Genesis 8.22, it says, uh, While the seed time and harvest, cold heat and summer, winter and day, night shall not cease. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. That's the, it's the, prince, that's the way that God created his word. That's the way he orchestrated. And there's a principle there. Right? And so when he sent out his word, it will do what he says, what he said it will do. And so... In, in this time, when, when in Matthew, right, in Matthew uh, 6, 23, tell us to seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you, all right? And so that's the principle. That's one of the principles in the word of God. That's, we do that, okay? What, what a farm does with, when, when, he, when he has a seed. He goes, he sows a seed, right? If, uh, obviously, the seed goes in the ground, it dies, and then it sprungs up, Right? And so in the, in, 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 in the kingdom of God, it's the same way. There's a principle, th principle there. You sow a seed, and you, you, you sow a seed, and you, you confess over your seed. You water it over your seed. Well, that's what we say. We confess over our seed. You water it, and then you give it time. In God's own time, he brings the harvest to us. And that, that we can have a confidence in his word that he will do what he said he will do According to his word, what he said, I sent out my word. It will go out, it will accomplish, and it will not come back to me void. All right? So we have that confidence in there. And in Job 36, 11, he also says, if they obey him, they shall spend their day in prosperity and their ways in pleasure. How many, how many of us want that for our life? Amen? 
Our life should be just that. All right? It, that's, that's, that's the promise of God. Because he said in his word, if we do what his word said, then we will reap what we, what, what we said in his word. Right? Pastor, pastor preach on, on, on the word of faith. What faith is, you mix uh, the word of faith with, with, with our words, and then, boom, it, God brings the results for our life. Amen? And uh, what we got there? Oh. All right. Let's get ready to confess our, our confession. Ready, set, go. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance and for every good work. We receive jobs or better job raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and return. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debt demolished, royalty received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seeds, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our life. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You believe that? Go ahead and bring your tithes and offerings up. And we do so, thank you, Pastor Justin. We do so joyfully, amen, cheerfully. Glory to God. There's our roof, our weekly goal of 400. It's uh, 228 we got this week, very good. And look at that number in the middle. That's just coming down, 3,245. Glory to God. That's so good. I like when the number in the middle is less than the number on the other side. Don't you? That's a good thing. Glory to God. All right, let's pray. Amen? Everybody in agreement here? Okay. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God and another opportunity to ensure our protection in you. We thank you, Father God, that we give because we don't have to, but we get to. Our hearts are willing and ready to give anytime you direct us to. And so we're doing this under your direction today. Nobody's making us do it, but we are doing it with a cheerful heart, and you know that we, you love us. You love cheerful givers, and so we give it to you, and we expect our harvest in Jesus' name. We thank you that that law is working for us in Jesus' name. We name our seed this morning, and we receive our harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. <laughs> do you receive your harvest? Yes, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I receive my harvest. Glory to God. Harvest is a good time. It's a time of celebration and rejoicing. It's not a time to be sad, but it's a time to rejoice. And we got to put in the sickle to harvest. Amen. <laughs> it doesn't just go because we have our feet up and sitting at home and doing this. And go ahead, go, go do it. No, we got work to do. You've got to harvest it too. <laughs> you got to bring it in and recognize what the harvest is. 
And so we thank God that he's teaching us all of those things. He's teaching us how his kingdom operates, what this is, what that is. Every day it's an adventure with him. Amen? Amen. We talked about adventure on, was it Wednesday, that someone was saying their goals over there, uh, Miss Patty. Adventure. <laughs> and the priorities and adventure. And it's an adventure in faith every day of our lives with the Lord. I love it. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, we're continuing our series here on the Holy Spirit and his gifts, and this is part eight. So let's look again, if you would, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. And I'm reading it out of the New King James, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Glory to God. Last week, we finished talking about the revelatory gifts, which is the category of gifts that reveal or show something. And uh, beyond human wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. Remember, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits were in that category. Again, if you've missed any of these lessons, you can go back and listen to them online at any time. We started this uh, uh, more than eight weeks ago because we've had some interruption in the middle of it. We've done different things, uh, but this is part eight. Today, we're going to look at the category of gifts called the vocal gifts. These are the vocal gifts. I'm leaving the power gifts for last. <laughs> I get excited about the power gifts. And the power gifts are what was talked about for this year, 2021. So before the year is out, we're going to be talking about the power gifts. And so um, some call these the inspiration gifts, or they call them uh, the gifts of utterance. Uh, we call them just very simply the vocal gifts. And you could see them there, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Those are the three gifts in this particular category. These are the spiritual gifts that when they are vocalized, supernaturally, they convey a message from the heart of God to a specific person or a congregation. And uh, this is one of the categories of gifts that the church at Corinth had operating in the church uh, Frequently, Remember, the, Corinth, the church at Corinth was very spiritually wealthy. They had many gifts. This is one that uh, they had working in operation uh, frequently. And it's one that Paul had to take the time to instruct them about a lot. And so during his instruction in this chapter, in chapter 12 and in chapter 14... A lot of uh, error has been made in uh, 
kind of interpreting what Paul was trying to say because you have to read chapter 12, 13, and 14 in context. And because these gifts were just going wild in the church and they were standing up, a bunch of people standing up and just going out in tongues, uh, Paul had to talk to them and, and tell them, listen, we, we got to have some order here. And he talked to them about what tongues is and, and, and why this wasn't edifying the church. And so some people say, well, see, Paul said that we shouldn't talk in tongues in church. It's not for public. You don't do that in public. And so we're going to just kind of look at those things and uh, between this week and next week. We're talking about tongues today. Next week, we'll talk about the interpretation of tongues. I'll, I'll do a little bit of that today because they do pair together. They do work together for the edification of the body. We're going to start with this gift, uh, and then we'll, we'll move to the next ones. Uh, back in May, we celebrated, it was about the 23rd of May, I believe, we celebrated Pentecost Sunday, which we talked about was the second work of grace, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We talked about that back in May. We said the first work of grace was the redemptive work of Jesus. Receiving that, we receive what Jesus did, that's the first work of grace. The second is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that's the second. That is what opens the door to what we're talking about this morning. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues opens the door to the gift of tongues can't have the gift of tongues, which is different, can't have the gift of tongues without having the baptism of the Holy Spirit first. That comes first. That's with all of these gifts. That's why we talked about mediums and fortune tellers and all of that. They're not doing it under the compulsion or prompting of the Holy Spirit if they are not born again and spirit-filled. And as Christians, we run very far from that. Because we do not live or we do not want to get entailed in the arena of the devil. Amen? So we go to those who are in the light, which means they are saved and filled with the Spirit. Like church. <laughs> Good place to, to, to find out from God, what is it? The Word of God. What is it that you're talking to me? And so uh, we stay away from these other areas. Now, the gift of tongues is not a teaching gift or a preaching gift. That's not what it is. First, it's easy to talk about what it's not, and then we'll talk about what it is. It's not the learning of languages. It's not that. In fact, tongues has nothing to do with our linguistic ability. Nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with our intellect or with our mind. Tongues does not, the human mind. Uh, Brother Hagen says it this way, the gift of tongues is a vocal miracle. I love that. The gift, do you have a vocal miracle? I love it. The gift of tongues is a vocal miracle. In his last address to his disciples and those who were present, Jesus talked to them and mentioned tongues. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. It's probably the first reference we see from Jesus about this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing or dead, anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. 
They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Tongues is a part of the great commission we, the church, received from Jesus. These other things, people will say, well, it's passed away or it's ceased. Well, has casting out demons gone away? No, casting out demons hasn't gone away. Healing? No, that hasn't gone away. So why would just this go away? Anything that Jesus tells us about lasts. Amen? And so this does not go away. Tongues is a part of the Great Commission. In fact, out of all of the nine gifts, tongues and interpretation of tongues are the two gifts, the only two gifts that are specific for our dispensation, for this age that we're living in. You will not see examples in the Old Testament or before the book of Acts chapter 2 about tongues or interpretation of tongues. You will not see anything in the word of God before that time period about tongues. That is for us today, specific for us, specific for us. And so uh, when we look at it, this dispensation, tongues, is for us. It's for the church of God. And we'll talk about the ceasing away afterwards, but we're not going to find examples like we did of the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. We won't find those uh, in the Old Testament. In fact, the best place to find anything about tongues and interpretation of tongues is right where we are right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 12, and, uh, chapter 12, but especially chapter 14. That is where you will find the most instruction about tongues in the Bible. Now, the gift of tongues is for public ministry. And it's not the same as your devotional tongue or what we were praying in this morning here. Uh, it's not the same as that. Uh, what do I mean by that? When you're praying at home, in your prayer closet, and you're praying in tongues, that is a valid use of tongues, and that is tongues. That is exactly what we should all be doing, and we should do it often. I don't know how I would live without it. And so we talked about heaviness this morning. The minute heaviness tries to come on you again, just start praying in tongues. It'll leave. It'll go. Have faith in that. And so uh, that's, that's for our, our prayer closet. And when we come together, corporate prayer on Friday nights, they do a lot of that. Even on, in service this morning, see, God knows exactly what we were going to teach this morning. And he prompted Miss Nation to, let's pray, let's sing in the spirit this morning. That's how God works. We've not done that in a while, right? We've not opened the service with tongues in a while, right? And so he knows exactly what we were going to talk about today. And so he's giving you an example. So that example, wonderful. And we should do it often. It's okay to do that. And it's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful for us to do that. Uh, and it's a valid use. And in, in fact, if we read uh, what Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, he said they will speak with new tongues. He said that we would do it. And then if you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, Paul says, now remember that he's addressing this church at Corinth who were once sinners, <laughs> were wilding out, and now they are the church. The first, he started this church in this place. And now the gifts, they're so spiritually wealthy. Gifts of the Spirit, every service moving. Woo! Glory to God. But he said, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. In verse 2 of that same chapter in 1 Corinthians 14, 
He says, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. So it's not a teaching gift. I can't get up here and go, well, I'm going to deliver the service today and just start speaking in tongues. You guys will be like, I don't know what she said. It looked like she was happy about it and woohoo, glory. Some of you may go, well, I'm going to speak in tongues with her and you'll get something out of it because you're, you know, building yourself up, edifying. But it's not going to be edifying to the entire body. What if someone that doesn't speak in tongues comes? We're going to look like a bunch of Fruit Loops. And that happens in churches today. It really does. It happens. They get up and just start, and people are like, oh, I didn't get nothing from service. I went to a Catholic service with uh, some friends, and uh, it was done in German. Do I speak German? No. Do I understand German? No. I was so lost. I'm like, what are they doing now? You know, well, now what's going on? You know, I don't even understand what he's saying. I got nothing from it. He might as well have been speaking in tongues. You don't get anything. Your mind doesn't, can't grab hold of it. You can't understand it. So it, that's what was happening. And they thought, whoa, we got the gifts of the Spirit operating. So that's why Paul's telling him, no, no, you need to speak in tongues, but you're not understanding anything when you speak in tongues. And what a blessing it is, because he said, you're speaking to God. Amen. <sighs> you're speaking to God. What a blessing it is to be able to speak directly to the Most High God in a language that him and I can communicate with. His language, the language of heaven. Our minds can't tell us, what, what are you praying? Now you're doubting, you have an opportunity to doubt and, and get into unbelief because, you know, when you're praying in your understanding, the devil's like, oh, really? You think God can? No, but he can't interrupt that. He, he has no place in that type of prayer. And so I talked in the past about how even science is supporting what happens when we pray in tongues. The University of Pennsylvania, they did a study on five women who were praying in the spirit. Now, they also did the study on the women who were meditating. In meditation, no matter what kind it is, your brain is actively going and you are thinking. In tongues, when they did this study, they found that the five women who were praying in the spirit, the frontal lobe, the, the lobe, uh, the activity was decreased as they spoke in tongues. You know, the frontal lobes, the ones that help you plan, organize, you know, and all of that, the movement, all of that, that just decreases as you pray in the spirit. Why? Because it's a spiritual thing. Now, they said they're still in control, but yet it's like they're under another control. They, you know, they had fun trying to explain it in the, uh, when you're in a university. It's not, you know, it's science, but then it's a spiritual thing. It's like, huh? But they, they, the woman that was part of it was also a Christian that she was running the study. She's a doctor, and she was like, she's a neuroscientist, and she was like, it's just a beautiful gift. It just really is a beautiful gift to be able to. God gave us something so amazing, and we should all pray in the spirit. And so uh, let's go on to this next. The gift of tongues is a, I like to call it a come together gift. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. It says, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, 
has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. So this gift of tongues, which is different from your devotional tongue, is a come together gift. We'll see it manifest when we come together. Here's what Paul is referring to in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when he talks about the gift of tongues. In verse 10, when he says the gift of tongues, he says different kinds of tongues, diverse kinds of tongues. Look at Jesus said new tongues, the gift of tongues, okay? And so when he says that, it's that moment when someone is moved supernaturally by the Holy Spirit's inner prompting to deliver a special message of tongues from the heart of God to an individual or an assembled group. It can start off with us praying in the spirit and then the individual senses something on the inside, a prompting of, nope, you need to step out and I have a message, a specific message for you to deliver in tongues. And it's not just a praying anymore. Now it's a receiving and it's a message that I'm giving by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And that's what the gift of tongues is. Now, I've been able, I've, I've been used in this way. And I think this is one of the gifts that I'm used more than any. And it's, it's very simple. I have a very simple exclam, ex, exclam, exclamation, explanation, explanation for this tongue tie this morning. Very simple. As a praise and worship leader, we, uh, the way we learn, we learned to sing in the spirit at a very young age. We had a guy come, Gil Melendez. He was a psalmist. He came to our church and he uh, taught us. He gave us a session on praying in the spirit, spirit-led worship. And he said, okay, get a scripture. So we get, got a scripture and he said, okay, now work that in you. So we did. Then he said, now sing in the spirit. So we would sing in the spirit. And it was just something that was just very easy to do and got very comfortable with that. I remember the first time where I felt more of a prompting as I was just singing in the spirit that it got stronger in me and I was just very quick to yield. That's all. I was very quick to yield to the spirit of God and said, now this is not a song that you're singing to me. I want you to deliver a message. And that was in tongues singing it. That's how the first time it ever manifested in, uh, through me that time. It was through singing the message. It can be through song or through speech, either one. And so I was, it, it's, you're up there anyway. You're leading worship, and it just comes naturally. And so at that point, though, each time it's manifested, I've either gotten the interpretation or someone else has, because that's when it becomes edifying. It has to be paired with interpretation. And we'll talk more about that, not translation, interpretation. It has to be paired with that in order for it to edify anybody. And so mom, sometimes I would pray in, uh, I'd give a message in tongues. Sometimes she would get the interpretation or she would get uh, a message in tongues and then I would get the interpretation or him uh, or different individuals. That's how it has uh, flowed. And again, very simply because it takes this particular gift. You have to have faith and courage to step out in it. There's one thing to step out with the word of knowledge that's in English. Okay, people understand it from the start to finish. When you step out in tongues, you're like, Lord, I'm believing that this is you, and I'm now louder than everybody else, 
and I'm praying in tongues, and it sounds like it's a message. And so I'm now relying on you, Holy Spirit. So you deliver it. And then here comes the best part. Now you're really praying. Lord, <laughs> where's the interpretation? Because if there's no interpretation, it was just a wonderful time of prayer and thanksgiving. That's fine, and that's okay. That can happen. But when you are saying the gift of tongues is an operation, we need that interpretation for it to make any sense to any of us in the congregation. And any time it has manifested and that has happened, it has always blessed the group that's assembled together. It has always. Even when I've been a part of it and it, it came through somebody else, it's just a blessing. It's just a blessing. It's a wonderful gift. Such a wonderful gift. And so uh, it's just that, it's, it's the praying in tongues, you start there, and then it's just a direct message, right, that you sense, but you step out in faith and courage, and you say, okay, I'm going to be used by the Lord today. This is, uh, tongues is something again, and I said it earlier, people get funny. People get funny when you start talking about tongues. I, I understand that. Not every church in town prays in tongues. Not, a lot of people have just said, no, that's too much. We're not going to get into that. And so when we start talking about it, our brains start going, I don't even understand what this is. And it's because one thing you have to remember, you, the real you, and if you sit with Miss Joan for any amount of time, you're going to learn this. The real you is spirit. You possess a soul, your mind, will, and emotions. And this is your body temple that you're living in, that the real you, your spirit, is living in. It's just a means for you to travel and have the authority to be here on this earth. You need a body. The minute your spirit, you, leaves your body, your body hits the floor and your spirit goes, dependent on what you do with Jesus during this life, that's where you're going to go. Another message. That's not time for today, but you know that. But the real you is spirit. You are spirit. And so your natural tongue that you have living here may be English, it may be Cape Verdean, it may be Spanish, it may be whatever. That's your natural tongue. But the real you, your spirit tongue, is the language of heaven. It's a heavenly language. If we'll understand that we are spirit and our spirit has a language, just as our natural body has a language and what I communicate with my family. Well, this is how I communicate with God. That's what tongues is. You know, we kind of make it so complicated. That's what tongues is. It's the real me, my spirit man, praying, and it's its language. And so we just got to know that because we tend to get it, we get confused and we then start looking at, well, maybe it's not for everybody. No, tongues is for everybody. God wants everybody to pray in tongues. It's the language of the spirit. Your natural brain doesn't understand it, but you, spirit, you benefit greatly from it. So the spirit, the gift of tongues is a come together gift. We see it when people are assembled. We see that there's a purpose to everything that God does. And so we can find out the purpose of the gift of tongues, uh, we saw in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 17, Jesus said it's a sign. That's what he said, it's a sign. So your devotional tongues is a sign to people who are unbelievers. I know that uh, 
I mean, I shared this story a few times. Uh, Will Roberts, he went to a Spanish-speaking country, but he doesn't speak Spanish. He went to a Spanish-speaking country, and he had an interpreter, and it was a different interpreter that he typically used. He had to get somebody last minute. And he kept saying things like, and if you know Will Roberts, he would say, something good is about to happen to you. And he would say, God is good all the time. And, you know, all of those things. He was very positive about God. But he noticed the response in the congregation after the interpreter would finish was not what he expected. They weren't like, yeah, glory to God. They weren't. And he thought, something isn't right. And, but he kept going, he kept going. And finally, the Spirit of God prompted him and said, that man is not telling the people what you're saying. He's telling the opposite. He's telling them that I don't heal them. Or sometimes they may get healed, and other times they won't. He's not telling them that I'm good. Have them sit down. And Oral's like, but, <laughs> but he's, he's having this internal conversation. So he had him sit down, and God said, okay, now pray in tongues. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he started praying in tongues. And every single person in the congregation heard him in Spanish, in their own language, in their own tongue. That's not a sign. That's not a sign. God can use it. God can use it. Now, what if Oral said, oh, no, these people don't. Tongues is kind of iffy around here, God. No, no. It starts with your devotional tongue. When you're confident in speaking in your devotional tongue and you yield to the Lord with that, then he'll start to move upon you with the gift of tongues so it can bless and edify the entire group that's assembled. But we got to start there and get confident in our devotional time with him. Speak it often. Now, Paul took the time again to instruct the church. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5, he said, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. That's, we'll be talking about that soon. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. When the gift of tongues is paired with interpretation of that tongue, those who hear it are edified. That's the purpose of it, to edify. What does that mean? To strengthen, to strengthen the body. Tongues, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues was given to the church and even prophecy so we can be edified and the church can be strengthened and built up. That's why we have these vocal gifts. That's the reason for it, for edification. And so when paired together, they manifest to edify or build up or strengthen the local church. And look at 1 Corinthians uh, 14, verse 13. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And we'll talk about that more next week, that interpret, interpretation. This wasn't happening at the church. Different ones were getting up and speaking in tongues at different times. There was no interpreting. Paul had to get very specific with these people and tell them, only do three of these. <laughs> you know, he had to really, so, so churches look at that and go, look at this is the instruction for us today. And then it talks about um, 1 Corinthians 13, tongues and all this is going to pass away. And people go, see, it's gone. It's passed away. No, there's coming a time. At the end of this dispensation, those things will pass away. Why? We don't need tongues when we get to heaven. We're going to understand God. We're going to speak the same language. We don't need a word of knowledge when we get to heaven. All things will be fully known. 
the gifts of the Spirit are for the here and now. They're for the here and now. So yes, they will pass away once this church dispensation, once this church age is done. And when's the church age done? We talked about that on Wednesday. When we are up and out of here. I was having a wonderful conversation with Nasha about us getting up and out of here. <laughs> that a glorious day is coming soon. And that will be the end of the church age. And then we won't need these gifts. But for now, they are for us. And every church should function with the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Amen? They are for the church. God wants us to be used in the church. I'm going to stop here. I will continue on the gift of tongues next time we come together. And we're going to couple it with its sister gift, interpretation of tongues. Because it's hard to talk about one and not the other. But I want you to know that keep building yourself up on your most holy faith. Keep praying in the spirit. Keep doing that in your devotional time because that's the doorway to the supernatural. That's the doorway to it. And so we start there and then God's able to use us with all these other gifts. Amen? This is where it starts. This is the center of the plate, so they say, the tip of the wave. And so we thank God for the ability to pray in tongues. Amen? Stand with me this morning. Glory to God. You know, sometimes you think, well, the message is not that long. It's shorter. You know, this is me as a pastor. It's shorter. We used to go an hour and this and that. But if you take into account all that God does from the moment you walk into the doors of church to the time you leave, if you're separating that from worship, if you're separating that from what he can do, then you're shortchanging him. From the time you get in this parking lot to the time you get in your car and leave, God is still working. And he'll, he'll send someone out, run into your car <laughs> to bless you. He'll send someone out, hey, I was thinking about you this week and I was praying for you. You don't know what God can do. And so don't shortchange him by saying, okay, service has started. Okay, now service has started after the offering. Okay, now service has started after the mess. No, service goes on even when you go home. Amen? Because he never leaves us right. or forsakes right. us. He's always with us. Amen. And so we don't, we don't just, okay, it's a 20, I know it's a 20-minute message or less sometimes, but that's sometimes all our brains can take. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to say it. <laughs> but when we start wiggling in the chair, our minds start going, oh, is she almost done? <laughs> is he almost done? So uh, we're, we're being, we're being uh, thoughtful. But at the same time, if the spirit moves and tells us to go longer, we're going to go longer. So don't think we're just limiting him to this. But when I sense that it's time to stop, we're just going to stop. I mean, I can keep going. If you want to sit down, we can go some more, another hour or two. But it'll just me be, be talking. I believe that he's accomplished what he's wanted to accomplish today. And so we give him space to do that. If he tells us to keep going, we'll keep going. But on the days that he doesn't, we're going to stop. And we're going to believe that he's going to continue to speak to you regarding this. So pray in tongues. Your homework this week. Pray in tongues as often as you can. While you're driving, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, dropping your kids off to school, on the way back, work, whatever you're doing. Try to pray in tongues as often as you can. And then set aside even more time to just get with God and say, during this time, I'm just going to exercise my heavenly language and build my language up. The more I speak it, the more proficient 
I become in it. Amen? Father, we just thank you for tongues. We thank you for this gift that you've given to us. We thank you that it's for us, your local body. And so we're getting hungry for the things of the Spirit. I thank you, Father, for a hunger like never before that we'll not be satisfied until we receive everything that the Holy Spirit has set aside for us during this hour. We thank you and we give you praise for every single person who's listening to us today and who's in the house. We thank you for them. I thank you for your spirit that's within them. And we thank you for your anointing that goes with us everywhere that we go. In Jesus' name, amen.